Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hi, this is Amir, and this is also Amir, and you are listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast, life from the perspective of a gay South Asian married couple. <sighs> Do I leave these headphones on? Yeah. Okay. I, I don't like having headphones on when we're recording. I know I should. Yeah, I hate them too. I, I just don't like being able to hear myself. Mm. It's like, it's really ugly. Speaking of ugly, hello everybody <laughs> and, well, and welcome to the You Don't Love Me Boys podcast. How are we doing today? How are you? I'm good and everyone listening is beautiful and everyone watching on YouTube is beautiful and everything's beautiful, darling. Talk to me about the shawl situation that you've got going on. Oh yeah, so when I get like a little cold, I just, you know, a little chilly. Yeah, a little bit chilly. Do you know what? I really want to get a blanket on as well, but I think yeah, I'm just going to look really odd. Yeah, probably. With a face full of drag on. Mind yeah. you, like, I'm already you odd. Know, yeah. I'm already halfway there. Girl, do what you want to do. It's your life and it's now or never. It's your life and it's your day and you're going to seize the moment because you are sickening, Diva. you are what? Fierce. Uh-huh. And today, I really want to talk about something called alcohol. Alcohol. Well, before we talk about alcohol, let's settle in. Let's get into the gig. Let's see how we're doing. How are you? How are you really doing? I'm how, good. How's your feelings? I'm good. And I'm, yeah, that's Where it. do you see yourself in five years? Girl, okay, do you know when I'm you have that, in interview, when you've had interviews and you're like, mm. where do you see yourself in five years? I'm like, the answer has to be like, where you're sat right now. But do you know what? So much of life is, so, uh, is choreography. Yeah. So much of it is just this delicate dance because like... I don't know, like, do people really want to see people for who they are or do we, are we all just playing social roles? Because it's like, you know, what's the biggest obstacle you faced in the workplace? You answer that question, but you have to end it on a positive. That's the way you mm. answer the question and that's mm -hmm. how you get trained to answer the mm -hmm. question. And I'm like, what are we doing here? Yeah, why not be like, honest? Yeah, why not just say, do you know what? I burnt the building down and um, I lost a leg. Rather than sitting and pretending like it, you haven't. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, yeah, but the positive was that I learned about growth. Like, shut up. Mm. No, you didn't. You fucked up your last job. That's why you're finding a new one. And no, that's, that's fine. That's so true. Say but, it. But, you know, like you said, we're, we're trained in these social roles and society to act and behave a certain way. So it's just a role you're playing. You're acting in that moment, yeah. in that interview. Isn't you know? that scary? And then like... Life has made it so scary to do that, and you're nervous and you're shaking and sweating. And I'm like, when you step back, you're just like, "What are you doing?" And you know, yeah. I, you know, I said to you years ago, probably or whenever it was, I was like, uh, when I realized, I'm like, "Oh my god, you go into meetings and like and big boss people or whatever." That's what I like yeah. to call them now. And it's like and they have their arms folded and they have a demeanor and their stuff. And it's like when you're in your head, I'm like, "Girl, right? You are." the boss you're higher up with your arms folded having your voice on doing all that but guess what 
you shit in the toilet too. Exactly, exactly. You shit in the motherfucking toilet too. You have bogeys up your fucking nose. You are all stood in that line in Tesco's buying food that you are going to shit out six hours later. Literally. <laughs> what are we doing here? Girl, Mary, call Mary right now. No, literally. What are we doing, Mary? Why is this whole, why have you actually bought into this aspect of, I, this is a hierarchy and I am better yeah. than you because of this and I have to have this demeanor and that demeanor. And, you know, it's like, it's, but it's, it's like, um, I remember working for this one company and they had this launch and they had like people from America come for some of their higher end um you know, higher up in the company and like they had lighting and they had music and they had stage and we had to clap like as if it was fucking North Korea. Oh Do you know what I mean? It was like, it was insane. And I was like, why are we doing this? Mm. I don't understand why, like, I mean, I get it. You'd respect a person for who they are, but like there has to come a point where you have to start seeing, you have, there has to come a point where you have to check yourself and say, am I seeing this person as a boss, a celebrity, as a savior or as a human being? Do you know what I mean? Mm. And it's the same with celebrities. Oh my God, these days celebrity culture is insane. Mm. It's like, you know, you'll get people and they're like, especially in India, because obviously like in the celebrity culture, they're huge and like they're falling all over and they're like getting into these spaces. And I'm like, it's an actor. Yeah. And they do great films. Why can't you love them for what they do on screen and consume their products when you want? Why do you need to fall over hysterically? And I'm pretty sure a lot of them probably don't appreciate it anyway, because mm. they're like, there's this one who recently had a child and she was uh, going somewhere and the paparazzi were there and she was like, oh my God, please, can you at least let me lose some weight? Like, <laughs> because she doesn't feel comfortable. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like you're human. Yeah. You're not allowed to, you know. Celebrities are dehumanized in many ways. Yeah. The positive or the negative or whatever. And also it's interesting that like... Dehumanized. Yeah. But then we do yeah. that to people when they're in certain positions and yeah, stuff as well and it's like do you know that must be really off-putting i mean in a very micro small level it's off-putting for me mm. i could only imagine what it's like for um people who are you know in in real places of prominence you know oh yeah 100 and um what, what i was saying was it's interesting because you know big celebrities and actors and singers and performers always say and people don't agree and i see it it comes with sacrifice i'm like yeah that's a sacrifice it and, is because you know a lot of them would still do that job if it paid less yeah and they didn't have to have all these people running around because yeah. they love what they do yeah it just happens to be what they love what they the thing they love to do pays a lot yeah and has the sacrifice of girl you gotta lock yourself away from the world lock on you lock on you lock on you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know it's tough it's tough um and that's the reason why um you're a massive drunk <laughs> we're no, gonna joking. talk about do you think you were did you think you have you had an alcoholic problem oh no 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 then why are you shaking your leg i'm not shaking my leg withdrawals i see <laughs> no um so something this this is the what you wanted to talk about as yeah. part of this podcast which was alcohol i love how i take like the interviewer role now that we have cameras have you noticed yeah. that do you think? Or do you think I'm just overbearing in general? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. You just do this, and then he does this thing where he keeps looking at his camera like this. All the time. And I'm like, bitch, <laughs> bitch has got you. Just look at me. I look so pretty. People are listening too. No, I do look at you a lot, actually. Oh, wow. Not enough for my liking. Go. I mean, I'm so beautiful and pretty. You should look at me more. Go. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> um. So today we wanted to talk a little bit about alcohol, right? Yes, babe. We've said it like five million times. Okay. They they get it. Alcohol. Okay. They get it. Booze. You like to do this thing, you know. Yeah. Like sometimes when someone said something 
And I, I think it's a thing you do in your head, but you say it out loud. You like, then you like to repeat what they say in a different way. Yeah. Why is that? It's to help assimilate it in one's head. That's, that's quite common. Is that common. for yourself? It's quite common. People do it all the time. No. It's like, let me make sure it assimilates in my head. Yeah, but you do it out loud, don't you? I have a condition. No, no, no. no it's, there's nothing wrong with it. We do it in our heads, but why do you do it out loud? Um, To kind of like bring me back into the room. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. How do you think it like that um, other people perceive that? I don't think they care as much as you do. Do you think? Yeah. Mm. I think otherwise. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think people give I a think, shit. I, I, I think otherwise. I'm not going to tell you what I think. People, you know people are going to be like, what is this episode about? I'm going to have to say it again. No, Alcohol. you don't. Fuck off. Okay, go on. Fuck off. Yeah, we don't How drink do you... anymore. Okay. We don't drink anymore. No. You stopped drinking before me and this is wild. I want to know, Yeah. first of all, what you were like when you were, you know, drinking. Yeah. You know, if there's any interesting stories you can share. Okay. Keep it short. Mm-hmm. Um, why, when and why you stopped drinking and the difference it's had in your life. Okay, Chanel, that was like five different No, no, that, that was actually quite good. That was three fair leading on ones. Also, I just want to tell everyone that like, because we are recording these podcast episodes in secession, I am still in face. So I still- No, you look, live in face. I, this is my face. Yeah, yeah, this is my new face. I just woke up, did my makeup and this is who I am. No, now. it's not makeup. It's not makeup. I just washed my face. I washed my face. You washed your face. I washed my face. Um, <laughs> alcohol. I used to drink. I had a great time drinking. I think I started drinking when I was 19 because mm. we didn't really have it when we were growing up. And, do you know, I just thought... Wait, I love how that's late in British culture. It is very drinking late. Drinking at 19 is so late for Brits. How bad is that? Well, people retire in their 30s <laughs> because of old age. Teach. We This is a post-Brexit world. Everything's falling <laughs> apart. Um... No, because I grew up in an ultra-Orthodox religious household and alcohol was strictly forbidden. Mm-hmm. I mean, if any of my family members were listening today, they'd be like, oh, oh, oh my God, he's drinking. Do you know what I mean? But I know I did. And I think one of the reasons why was because obviously I had friends who were, they were having a great time. But I think because it was just so restrictive and oftentimes if you really restrict me, I'll end up doing the opposite. Do you know what I mean? If I can't see reason behind it. It's human nature. It is human nature, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm quite standard that way but um so I started drinking and then because I never had it around me growing up I turned into a bit of a nightmare so I would drink to the point of oblivion I'd black out regularly and I had long periods of time where I stopped drinking because it just wasn't for me then you and when you and I got together we started I started drinking regularly again because by then I had not quit, but I I would rarely drink, like mm-hmm. maybe once every six weeks or six months or something yeah. like that, or a few months. So I then started drinking regularly. And then I think the menace started coming out again. And, yeah. you know, I'd have times where I'd apologize to you the next day saying, oh, I'm so sorry I said this, or you would remind me and I wouldn't remember. And it was just a point where I was like, I don't think I can do this. And the hangover... I didn't really used to get much hangovers. I did have some really bad ones, but it was oftentimes the next day that I would lose or um, mm. the the depressing feeling. You know, I've I have had dep- depression in my life in, in the past, and I have had time low times. So I try to avoid them. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And here is something that was causing it. So I was like, I don't like this feeling. I don't like the fact that I'm drinking the day before and I'm not recovering till 5 p.m. in the evening the following day. And I don't oh, care yeah. who you are. Everybody says, oh, I don't get hangovers. I'm fine with it. It's cool. I lo-. You're not. 
Do you know what I mean? It might not be a headache, but you'll get something. Social media, timestamp, timestamp, timestamp. You're getting ready. You're going to the gig. You're having the best time of your life. Then you're making a video about how everybody hates you. And then we don't hear from you for 12 hours. It's because you're having Bitch, a hangover. 12 hours? Sometimes you don't hear from them for like a week. Oh, mama, that's not alcohol. Oh, that's not honey, alcohol. That's something honey. else. <laughs> but um, so that's the thing. So, you know, that's what I essentially wanted to avoid. And then um, another thing is I'm quite vain. So like there was this whole thing of like, you know, it can cause like veins to show up in your nose. And then there was um, uh, the biggest thing for me was that I saw a study and I don't know, I'm I'm not a bona fide scientist. So like I, I can't say for certain, but the last time I looked, I believe alcohol kills brain cells mm. and brain cells up to a point stop regenerating so you have Ooh. what you have so i was like oh i'm gonna drink this and get progressively dumber and i did notice certain things where like you know i would forget things or i just wasn't up to speed the following day or even the following two days and i was like i just can't for the life that i want to live i just can't afford to have that happen all the time um, and I don't know my limits because I have an addictive personality. I have an issue with food anyway. So with alcohol, it just adds to the mix. So I need to stop doing that. And that's mm. essentially the reason why I quit. And um, I'll tell you how I sort of felt after quitting. But before I do that, what about you? What made you... Because you've only recently, in fact, yeah. only a few days ago, did you actually tell me that you've decided to quit drinking? Yeah. Because you um, weren't drinking, you haven't been drinking for about six months. Is that right? Go like nine months? Nine months, yeah. yeah. And before you said, oh, if I do again, fine, whatever. But it's only now that you've said that you don't, don't want to go back. And also, before I ask you that question, I just want to say, no judgment on anyone. Like, if anybody wants to drink, that's absolutely oh, yeah, fine. Do you. And also, different people handle things differently. Yes. Do you know what I mean? There's a lot of people out there who are perfectly fine drinking. Or they know their limits. And they're 100%. fine with it. Um, but our stories are different. 100%. I will tell you right after this break. Are we taking a break? Yeah. Okay, dogs. We will take a break and then we will be right back. And we're back. We are back. And we're that seems like an abrupt break, but I know once I get going. <laughs> yeah. Read yourself. Okay. You know what yeah. I mean? Because so, I'm going to get going in a story and it's going to be a monologue and Shakespeare's going to be jealous. Do you know <laughs> See, what I mean? I, you, you can come for me, but then I get, because like I keep saying the same thing again or whatever it was that you had a complaint with me about, but then I can't come for you, but I'm glad you're coming for yourself because you do really go for a monologue, don't you? And I think it's because you used to be a teacher. I think it's because like, and you, do you know what? Right. Okay. I'm coming for you. This is an intervention. <laughs> There's a camera. I know uh, you, what you used to do is you used to talk. And then you'd pause. So this is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pretend to right, be you. Right, this is your impersonation I'm pretend of to be you. old me. And I want you to interact with me, okay? Okay. So I'm going to be like, and you know, when you're dehydrated, yeah. you drink water, don't you? Yeah, you do. So anyway, and then this happens, doesn't it? Yes, it and does. I, and I was like, oh my God, he's pausing for dramatic effect, but he's not letting me interject into the fucking conversation. Yeah. Because he used to be a teacher. And an English teacher at that. An English teacher, yeah. So that's very specific yeah. to the behaviours yeah. of, you know, it's very much like, so and then Juliet came to the window and... Yes. Yeah, it's oh, very that. Oh, okay. Who's talking? <laughs> yeah, it's always that. Always that. I was like, oh my fucking God. So sometimes I'd just be quiet and I was like, I'm going to wait for him to clock the fact that he's not in a classroom. Yeah, it took a while. <laughs> when I came out of the classroom, it took a while yeah. to adjust. But now, but now, like you, now I think this is trauma, but like, I think, <laughs> I think now you've got to a point where you're like, 
I will not, I will sell this house today. I will not be interrupted today. Do you know what I mean? Right? We, we don't even have conversation. We just talk at each other. Do you know what I, I mean? I love it, right? When you're um, doing your mug yeah. and I come in and, you know, I want, I want to chill with you and you're like, babe, I might not be able to talk. And I'm like, it's fine. I'm just going to talk yeah. at you. As long as I can talk at you, yeah. I'm good. Yeah, you're like, I don't care. I'm absolutely fine. Just be there. Okay, go on. I don't need a response. Here's your monologue. What was the question? So, um, the question was Chanel. Um, <laughs> Um, about drinking and why I quit, yeah, why did and you quit? So, I loved drinking. Yeah, this this is a fact. Yeah, you like the taste. of I alcohol. love the taste of alcohol, the cocktails and mixers. I love getting people together, throwing a party, getting Jello shots, yeah. testing new things out. I loved having our alcohol shelves that we used to have. We uh, remember one time we valued our alcohol shelf and it was in the thousands. Yes, it was. Yeah, ridiculous. Mm. And and I loved it when I first started drinking. I was a teenager. Typical Brit when I was drinking. Yes. Typical Brit, 14 years old. Mm. And it was because my friends were, you know, my peers yeah. were and I wanted part of it. And then when I did start drinking, it really released something out of me. You know, obviously I wasn't allowed to drink, you know, being a proper Muslim. Yeah. And it was like, ooh, I feel like out of control. Yeah. And I like this loss of control. Mm. You know, I really like this loss of control. I feel like I could be more confident and everything. And mm. I went through the, I, I would say it's not normal. Mm. Normal British stages of drinking I went through. You know, so alcoholic. Yeah, well, not alcoholic. But okay, by British standards, normal. By international standards, she should be locked up. Yeah, the Americans would be like, no. Oh no, yeah, yeah. They'd be yeah. like, no, mama. Yeah, that's not it. No. You know, starting pre-drinking that early and having a whole bottle of this when you're pre-drinking and then continuing your night out and then puking up and then continuing and then five a.m., six a.m. and then going the next day. That's normal in Britain. That's normal. That's very yeah. normal. I mean, you went for a walk this morning and you saw people. Leaving a club. Yeah, yeah, 8 a.m. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100, uh, 100 plus people. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's very, very normal in Britain. And, um, oh my God, I sounded so fancy then. Yeah. And um, we'll get to that. So, you know, that, that, that continued, that continued. But the moment I stopped, February 2023, mm. um, it was after your contact fee to show. Congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. That was fantastic. And then you had this club night afterwards. And I remember going to the bar, right? Yeah. And I was already drinking a bit. And I ordered a drink and they said £10 something. I was like, hey, Manchester? And, this, <laughs> and they kept changing the price. And there was a moment in me, and I was like, okay, I don't want to pay. And then I so was then like, you ran. And no, 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 no. <laughs> I did, because the drink was already poured. And then I was like, wait, just, I, I feel like the universe helped me. It hit me. I was like, I don't want to go out and continue dancing to this music that I don't really like. So I need to continue drinking so I could last longer in the night. Mm. But I'm like, why don't I just go home and end the night on a high? Yeah. And then I didn't actively go, I'm going to stop drinking. Mm. A few months went by, didn't it? Yes. And like, I was like, oh, I haven't had a well, drink. Well, you didn't drink and for a little while and you didn't even tell me. That's yeah. very typical of you. Yeah, it's very typical of me. You're very secretive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have five wives. <laughs> secretive, secretive. You don't know. Wow. You don't know where I've Come been. Come on, super sperm. Girl. <laughs> Girl. And you know, Until as, I know it. Oh, pregnant. As the months went on, you know, I wasn't drinking more mm. and more and more, mm. and I was loving it going out. And when I stopped drinking, and as the months went by, the things that I loved and that I was learning was so much. I loved knowing where my social battery ran out and stopping and coming mm. home. I loved the fact I didn't need to go clubbing until God knows what time in the morning to fill some void. Right. Yeah. I love the fact that I didn't have to spend so much money on alcohol and it was so much cheaper. Mm. I love the fact that I um, 
love I love my morning walks and my exercise and stuff yeah. and that routine and it really helped that. I found alignment with stuff I was loving. You got and, more energy. Yeah, and drink didn't fit. And also drink, no, alcohol didn't fit into my life. No. It doesn't fit into what I want in life. And there's and that whole all God, this, sorry. this is the thing you were saying earlier. Yeah, the monologue, it dragged me, it dragged the me. And that's the thing. If you want to drink, work, fine, do what you want. It might fit into your life. For me, alcohol does not fit into the lifestyle I want, what I want to achieve, how I want to look, or anything like that. It just does not fit at all. Mm. Full stop. Mm. That's really interesting. And also, I suppose the other element for me was um, the whole social lubricant element. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, it acts as a social lubricant. And then I was like... So then I can't socialize with people without drinking. I want to put that to the test. Do you know what I mean? And Am then, I fine? Yeah. And, you know, I also, as part of my um, slow departure from alcohol, I used to drink a lot of non-alcoholic drinks as yeah. well, like non-alcoholic wines. I love mm. them and non-alcoholic um, spirits as well. Yeah. I do actually still love them, yeah. but I just don't have them anymore. Um, they got expensive, you know. Have they got expensive? Yeah, some of them got the same price as normal, oh, and I'm like, buy. Oh no, get out! But you know, that's the type of stuff that um, really, really helped. Actually, so actually, if anybody is looking to stop drinking alcohol, try the non-alcoholic stuff. Um, like non-alcoholic Heineken beer tastes, for me, mm. tastes the same as alcoholic mm. beer. Um, and yeah, and then slowly, and I was like, actually, I don't even need to drink, and I'm fine with a diet coke. You know, a lot of the time it's just wanting that thing it's, in your hand. It's that, uh, yeah, and it's that social lubricant element. Also, another thing is like, oh, I'm so sorry I said that I was drunk. No, bitch, that is you. That is you. Drag with just me with with a few uh, less inhibitions. You lose your inhibitions. You don't transform. I don't think you transform. You just lose inhibitions. So, um, I was like, if that's the case, then. I don't want to know what people really think of me. <laughs> Do you know what? I don't want to hear that drunk conversations about me. Like, mm. I don't want that. So, no. It's really interesting because, you know... I, and I don't want to make them about yeah. anyone else either. In, in my younger years, I would drink and, you know, I don't want to start drama. Yeah. And, you know, come for me, bitch. Come for me, bitch. I will come for you. And, like, I've forgiven myself because I was yeah. so unconscious at the time in my youth, you yeah. know? I was going through it and you have to forgive yourself. Um, And I don't want to be that person anymore. I just want to say for legal reasons, my husband was fully conscious when we got together. Yes. <laughs> Nothing untoward. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. And you know, I don't want to be I don't want to be that person anymore. And um being sober, what's been an interesting thing is I don't enjoy uh, being around people that get progressively drunk anymore. I I, I really yeah. don't enjoy it. Um for some people I see them and I'm like, even friends, I'm like, you shouldn't be drinking, it doesn't work for you. You know, the switch happens in them and and it's like they're not they're not nice. <laughs> and they, no, but they do things. I've had things done to me from friends that haven't been nice, really? and that's because they've been drunk, and mm. it's really been hurtful. And I'm fully aware and conscious and present because I'm sober. And it's like, oh, so you've done X, Y, and Z to me because you're drunk. But, I know and, what incidents you're yeah, talking I know, about. Of course. And, it's a single incident. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, you're going to continue on this path of drinking, even though you know and you've said that you should drink less because it's not good for you. Okay, so here's where the no judgment comes in, right? Maybe, and I have a theory, uh, not necessarily for everyone, but like those people who do get drunk to the point of having a problem, Yeah. maybe they're just working through stuff. Do you know what? I completely agree with you. Yeah. But can I tell you something? Yeah. You can work through stuff away from me. <laughs> you can, well, yeah. Oh, you can, I, no, you can, you work can be stuff. away whilst they're working through you, stuff. Yes. If you're working through stuff, 
and you want to be messy in a mess, I can stay away from you whilst mm. you're working through stuff. That is absolutely fair because I've been there. I've worked through stuff. And you know, some people have a, a perceivably healthy relationship with alcohol and they're perfectly fine. Like, you know, um, when I do my drag shows, a lot of the audience drinks. In the vast majority of well, the of audience course, drinks. And they're great. And they roar with laughter and they have a great time. But like, people aren't getting paralytic. They're not being no. dragged out. They're not fighting or anything. No. They're just That's what I don't like. Have, yeah, they're just having a great time. And, you know, those times of getting drunk. And we have had that together as well. Remember, oh, we've had so many fun times. We have had great drunk. times drinking together. Any as, particular stand out to you? Um. Yes, there was one incident incident that I don't want to talk about, but we were by the sea, and that was really really fun. And it was kind of it was after a long break of drinking, and we were drinking, and it was kind of reminiscent of what it used to be like. That was yeah. quite special. Um. But I think a lot of my favorite drinking times have probably been in Hungary when we've been in Budapest, Same. and we'd be out on the streets, um, shots bar, yeah, on the terrace or whatever it's called, and shots bar, yeah, shout out to you, shots bar, and we would just just drink cocktail after cocktail. They were really and cheap. they were so cheap they were like one pound 40 each yeah. and they were massive and we just get drunk and it was so fun and i swear the the staff there used to be so like strict and straight-faced but we just didn't give a shit we were like oh. this is cheap but then do you know another iconic time we drank was um turkey when it was just pure alcohol it wasn't even alcohol it was gasoline I don't know what happened it was petrol it was a petrol was that station. The time where we it wasn't one, a bar. It was we a petrol. One drink. We don't remember what happened. It wasn't a bar. It was a petrol station. They thought we were cars. They got the jugs out, filled it with fuel, and put a little bit of cranberry sauce in, and went, "Here you are, love. Best of luck." And I barely remember coming home that day. And it, we only had one or two drinks. It was, and we were convinced that we were spiked. I don't think we were spiked. I think it was just the sheer amount of alcohol that was in those I, drinks. I, I, oh that was iconic. Oh, was a you difficult flight back. Oh, was it? Yeah, you don't remember that part, do you? No. That was the final night where we said we were only going to go for one drink. Yeah. And that one drink, we don't remember how we got back. Uh. We had a flight the next day, and then you had to drive from London back up. <gasps> oh, I remember driving very safely that night. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was the next day. You weren't hungover or anything. No, bitch, but I remember that was you a just, rough it just, drive. It just killed you off. That was a tough drive. Yeah, I know. Oh, no wonder I'm exhausted now. Girl. Gosh, we've lived quite the life, haven't we? We have. We certainly we have. have. And now we are the um, good Muslim boys that our families want. Yeah, we, we're celibate. <laughs> no. We married. No. <laughs> okay, just me then. Um, uh, no, so we don't drink. We don't smoke. We don't do, do drugs. drugs. We don't... Um, we don't even eat pork. We don't eat pork, no. So work, like... We're good Muslim boys. We're good little Muslim boys. Well, I suppose that's the end of this episode then, isn't it? darling. Here's to two good Muslim boys. You love me? We, but you... That's why I don't say it. (laughs) Guys, thank you so, so much for listening to (laughs) us. Thank you for putting up with us. If you drink alcohol, please continue as long as you're happy with it. Do drink responsibly. However, if you do want to quit, then uh, make sure you um, get in touch with the appropriate resources. Maybe we should even put a link out or something, you know, people can people can reach out. That's my job, isn't it? Uh, yeah, you'd yeah. have to say yeah. Come yeah, on. yeah, like an NHS wow. link or something. Okay. Uh, but anyway, uh, we love you. Send in your comments, subscriptions, um, <laughs> send in your suggestions, subscriptions. everything. Do it, man. Yeah, in it. <laughs> yeah, nudes. Money. Yes, nudes, money. Love you guys. We love you, but, but you, you don't, don't love, love me. me. Goodbye. Let's get blooded. Thank you for listening to the You Don't Love Me podcast with Amir and Amir. For all the latest happenings, you can follow us on Instagram at You Don't Love Me Boys. That is at You Don't Love Me Boys. <laughs>